welcome to Ink and Impact, the podcast for Christian writers who want to impact their readers. I'm your host, Daylene Bickle, and each week I'll help you keep a pulse on the publishing industry, showcase Christian authors and their books, and share ways you can improve your craft and magnify your message. Whether you're a fiction or nonfiction writer, traditionally or indie published, established or just starting out, this podcast is for you. Welcome to episode seven, um, sorry, eight. We're on episode eight already of the Ink and Impact podcast. And today I am thrilled to have a guest author with us, Laura Thomas. And uh, she is a published Christian author who writes heartwarming encouragement for your soul, especially in her romantic suspense, teen fiction, marriage, and children's books. Laura is a certified writer's writing coach and a chocoholic mom and Gigi, married to her high school sweetheart. Originally from the UK, they live in Kelowna, British Columbia, as audacious empty nesters. So welcome, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. (laughs) Oh, so glad to have you. Now, did I pronounce your city correctly? Kelowna. Perfect. Wonderful. Okay. I (laughs) I should have looked that up, but I'm like, oh. Good job. (laughs) One thing that I always ask my guests is what's one book in addition to the Bible that significantly impacted you in some way, whether it was during your childhood or more recently in your adulthood? Sure. I love this question. And it's always the same. Uh, For me, it's Little Women by Louisa May Alcott. Yes. One (laughs) of my favorites for sure. Yeah. Right. who, Who is your favorite character in that book? I love them all for different reasons, but it, it's got to be Joe, right? I'm a writer. It has to be Joe. I agree. <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite as well. Absolutely. I mean, I'm one of four daughters. Um, and, and so it, I don't know, there's just a lot going on in Little Women that I really, really appreciate yes. <laughs> and enjoy. As a child, it was my favorite. And honestly, it still is today. <laughs> yes, it's definitely a classic. Definitely. <laughs> So you have written in various genres, and I was wondering how you hope your books will impact your readers. Gosh, yes, um, that's a great question. I think for me, um, as a Christian writer, I'm obviously the heart of every book that I write is faith. And so uh, for me, I think my main aim is to uh, give readers um, a compelling read, something that will encourage them and include just relatable characters and stories of hope, something that they can go away from, not just having enjoyed or passed the time or, or got into, but something that they can carry with them that hopefully will be relatable and that they can use um, just in their, in their faith walk, in their faith struggle, in their everyday life. Yes. And that's needed more so now than ever, I believe. I think so. I think so. For all ages, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So today I wanted to, you shared something with me earlier that I wanted to address on our episode. And that is about the fact that you wanted to write a book for many years, 25 years, in fact, but you kept it a secret from everyone. And so I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about that. 
<laughs> yes, of course. This is always something people want to talk about because it is kind of crazy when you say it out loud. <laughs> it was, it's not, a, I guess it is crazy. What happened was I, as a child, as I said, I loved books, um, you know, me and little women, we were right there. Uh, but yeah, I was the bookworm and um, I, I just dreamt of being an author one day. I really wanted to be a picture book author um, as a small child, as soon as I could kind of understand and, and just had this love for books. And it was just my huge dream to be an author one day, like Beatrix Potter, she was mm -hmm. kind of the hero. Um, but I honestly didn't think it was a thing. I really didn't think it was achievable on any level. Um, and nobody ever, I, nobody ever told me that because I never told anybody about my secret dream. <laughs> so it's not like I was discouraged. I think it was just me. I think it was just, I never met an author. I honestly had them on some kind of pedestal thinking it was like being an, an astronaut or, or something just, and it, it wasn't gonna happen. So I shelved it, I really did, I shelved it. Through my whole growing up years, I've, I've always loved reading. And I think it really wasn't until I had children of my own and started reading picture books to them that it all started kind of, I don't know, something started clicking again. And then it was my husband um, who actually took me out for coffee one night and said, we're talking about dreams, just life dreams. And I mean, we'd been married for decades at this point. And he said, come on, tell me, what's your next dream? And so I thought, wow. Just going to tell him so I said well you know I want to write that book one day and he was like wait a second we've been dating since I was 14 and I hadn't uttered anything about this I buried it so deeply just because I thought it was just a crazy crazy dream um and so yeah it, it was him it was that night that everything changed and he was so excited and so supportive and was like are you kidding me you got to do this like if this is something you really want to do don't wait any longer like start the ball rolling now so um it literally it was 25 whole years <laughs> wow so you mentioned about always being attracted to the picture books at first and thinking that was what you really wanted to write. So are you an artist as well? Were you hoping to illustrate those? Um, as a child, <laughs> and my mum has kept all my artwork from school. Of course she has. <laughs> Bless her heart. I'm like, mum, you can let it go now. But uh, no, I think um, it, it was, it soon became obvious that it was like, that was, that definitely was a pie in the sky dream. Um, I mean, I'm very limited in my repertoire of, <laughs> of drawing I, I used to enjoy it but I, it's definitely that's something I leave to the professionals um and I know <laughs> so yeah in the beginning when I was very naive I thought I could do it all um but um yeah no <laughs> so I love that you maintained that dream yet you kept it a secret and I'm wondering were there any teachers that helped fuel that dream along the way did anyone say anything about your writing that, you know, this, I'm assuming you did well in, in the writing classes and that kind of thing? Yeah, um, the, again, I, English was definitely my favorite subject in high school. And um, I did have a, a teacher, Miss Domin, who was just, she brought English alive. She brought Shakespeare alive and she was, she was just magnificent. But again, I never confessed to her that I was in the least bit interested in, in pursuing it in any way. I actually left high school at the age of 16 and went into banking. I was a banker at 16. <laughs> wow. So, I know. It's been a weird journey. <laughs> wow. 
an English person and a math person. Wow, that's you don't. Well, no, not and I don't even like math. <laughs> that's a whole other story. It was the, <laughs> the the banking people came around and said, if you're a people person, you should go into banking because it's a very personable job. So I just kind of went with the flow. <laughs> I also believe nothing is ever wasted. It I will is not. Say that. It is not wasted. And, and yet, I look back and shake my head a little bit with that one. <laughs> Yes, I wasn't expecting you to say that for sure. I know, full of surprises. <laughs> oh, that's great. So you then, and what was your, I know you've written in various genres. Was one of your first books your teen fiction or what was the first book yeah. that you ended up writing? Yeah, it actually was. Uh, back in 2012, uh, my first book uh, called Tears to Dancing, and um, that's Christian teen fiction for girls. And so that was my first actual book published um and so yeah definitely not a picture book um but <laughs> I again I nothing has been straightforward for me it's taken all these different windy twists and turns um and even though I started really with the intentions of, of writing for smaller children and had uh, stories published in magazines that's kind of how I started after I did a couple of courses um, I did another course which took one of my short stories into, um, into an actual novel, which was this Tears to Dancing. And so um, I found myself in a different genre right off the bat with, with book publishing. And um, it's, it's, trying to, it's, it's taken its own, I just like hands off the wheel and just going, okay, I'm just going with it. <laughs> Whatever is happening here. <laughs> Oh, that's great. So I'm thinking you know, for the listeners out there who might have that same dream and are still keeping it a secret. Um, so your husband was your biggest supporter, obviously. So what was that next step? You've mentioned about doing short stories. You mentioned about some classes. So what was that next step that you took? Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, at the time, <clears throat> I was actually homeschooling my three children. Um, and I was also worship director at our church. So I had a pretty busy schedule. So when he actually turned around and said, because in my head, I thought maybe I'll do it when the kids leave home, when we retire, you know, I was kind of looking a long way down. I thought that'd be a fun old lady thing to do. Um, <laughs> but when he said, no, if this is burning within you now, you'll find time to do it. And so um, I was like, okay, all right, let's do this thing. So I actually um, enrolled with the Institute of Children's Literature, which is still very much alive and well today. Uh, this was going back, I think we we're talking 2006, but it's still very much um, a thing today. And so I literally just did, started with a course, because I didn't know where to begin. I did banking after school. Like I, I, I'd never, I loved reading, but I'd never done anything with my creative writing so I needed something to start so I thoroughly recommend them they actually do for all ages you can like hone in on what you think you might be interested in and back then it was correspondence course with mail actual mail uh, but now of course it's all online so I literally just wrote in the cracks of time that I had so everything took a really long time because there was no time limit. Um, so I could take, you know, a couple of months to do an assignment if I needed to do it, you okay. know, to fit in with my schedule, which was ideal. So that gave me the confidence by the, they, by the time I'd done um, a year or so of those courses and, and uh, completed that I had the confidence to start sending out magazine stories mm -hmm. and so that was great for me it's it's just such a smart way to start I would thoroughly recommend that 
um, because not only do you have actually something to, to put on your uh, cover letter, I am published in, diddly diddly do, yes. um, it also is just that, um, that affirmation that you kind of need, like, is anybody really interested in my words? Am I, am I actually a writer? Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think it's just huge just to have something. So starting with those um, smaller little steps rather than going, I'm only doing a book um, that I would thoroughly recommend that for sure. Yes, I think, I, I think for, for all ages, uh, but it was a great way to start for children for sure. Yes. And it's a great learning experience too, as far as becoming aware of deadlines and yes. um, word counts, you know, you have to mm-hmm. meet those specific um, guidelines that they pr- offer to you. So if you ever are looking for traditionally published that's a great, great way to, you know, wet your teeth in that and, and get started, like you said. And there is nothing like that little, um, that, that feeling of seeing your name in the byline on a magazine, right? That you're, you're so right. Absolutely. I've kept them all. Like I've got a stack of them, all these old children's magazines and stuff. And, you know, it's, it is, it's, it makes you feel like you, it's real. <laughs> like yes. This is actually going somewhere. <laughs> yes, I agree that that has happened for me as well. So um, throughout all of this, you know, you're, you're active in your church, you're still homeschooling, you're writing. So how did you see God working in your writing through all of this? Oh, yes. Uh, Well, he still is very much. um, (laughs) And I'm very grateful for that. I think he's given me, he's taught me a lot of lessons along the way for sure. Um, I think he's, I mean, I'm not the most patient person, I'm going to be honest with you. And so he definitely, (laughs) we've been working on my patience because nothing happens fast in the writing world. I think we can agree. Um, it's It's all about the waiting, whether you're waiting for an editor or you're submitting something or whatever it is. So patience has been a big thing. Um, his timing has been huge because I had my own ideas going into this. Sure. <laughs> Not going to lie. And um, I don't think anything has worked out as I had originally <laughs> intended. Uh, but it's all looking back, as we know, hindsight is a, a beautiful thing. And I can look back and say, oh, no, God had such a good I didn't know what else was going to happen in my life but he knew and so I think um trusting him with the the timing and the timeline of everything has been huge and the other thing which has been a big thing for me is humility honestly I wasn't used to rejection gotta be honest <laughs> and um it's been all the way through and still is continually a a lesson in humility um, because you've got to grow thick skin you've got to learn from the rejections that you receive and just keep taking them on and improving your craft and um yeah so I've I've he's definitely still teaching me a lot (laughs) yes yes as he is with me as well it's just um relying and putting trust in him that he knows the next steps, even when we don't. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) So once you wrote that first book, I'm wondering since you'd hidden your idea of wanting to write for so long, did you have any troubles promoting your book, you know, marketing it and letting the world know, Hey, I'm now an author. Was that awkward? Was that hard? (laughs) Um, I, it definitely helped having an actual book. Mm-hmm. I think before that, when it, when I was doing the magazines and that was all really, really great, I think I was a, a little um, I th- a less kind of uh, confident about 
saying, I'm a writer. <laughs> you know, it was kind of more of a whisper. I think once I had an actual book and uh, my publisher encouraged me to get a website, this is back in 2012. So I knew nothing, absolutely nothing about websites and blogs and all the things. But she said, Han, you need a website. <laughs> and if you can start blogging, that'll be great. So I was like, all right. Um, and so they didn't teach me this in the courses. <laughs> so this was very much learning <laughs> kind of on the fly. Uh, but I had um, like my, my website is called laurathomasauthor.com. That was what was free. There's, there's several Laura Thomas authors, but that one was free. So um, I think that actually really helped me. I'm like, hi, I'm Laura Thomas author. Sure, <laughs> That is my website. And it kind of actually helped me. Um, and then to be able to actually have a physical book, even locally, to be able to do um, book signings and take them into the local bookstores. And actually, because it was teen, I went into a lot of schools and, and stuff like that. I think every little thing gave me a little bit more confidence um actually schools was probably the greatest because you yeah. go in there and I put myself in in the, in their shoes because I, I saw I went in for some younger children as well and they're like oh you're a real author and I got to sign my books for them and they and I'm like oh I would have totally been totally fangirling if I was a child and yes. an actual author came in um so that was such a privilege and I think that that just helped me I don't get me wrong even today um it's sometimes it's ooky. I don't like doing the self-promotion thing. <laughs> it's not my favorite. <laughs> but I think um, for me, if I try and give myself the mindset of I'm not selling me, I'm trying to provide uh, something special for readers, something yes. that I believe will help them and encourage them. I think uh, that really helps me as a because you're not just an author you're a marketer and a businesswoman yeah. and, and all the yes. things <laughs> all the things but that is such an excellent point I'm glad you said that you know it's it's not about you as the author it's promoting it's you know, message. The, that message that God has given yeah. you to share with the world yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how long did it take you to write that first book now you asked that question and I had to actually look it up because it was so long ago. And I was like, man, that took me forever. It actually, um, as I said, it started off as a short story, like 1300 words, maybe for an assignment <laughs> for this course that I was doing. Um, and then I decided to take that story to a next course and make it into an actual full length novel. Well, 30,000 word novel um, and I it took it looks like it took me almost two years because I was doing it very very minimally just when I had you know half an hour here <laughs> half an hour there uh, so it was a very slow process and I was getting feedback for every single little thing that That's I did so helpful was, oh it was looking back I'm like this was so amazing um, and then it took I started um, actually sending it out again I really didn't know what I was doing I just my my um assignment person said just start googling Christian publishers so that's what I did and I literally started sending it out to random Christian publishers and uh, that took about another year and so it was in about the November of 2011 um that I suddenly had after many rejections I had the yay and it was I can remember the feeling now I screamed I screamed so yes. much <laughs> and I hope you celebrated <laughs> oh yes oh did I ever yes it was it was quite magical <laughs> so it was it was a it was slow and steady um uh but it's been like 
that was 2012 and I'm just about to have my ninth book come out in November so it's been like boom 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 boom. and like you said several different genres so it's been like a whirlwind since that's fantastic Um, (laughs) and so I am so curious so you started out with teen fiction and I know you wrote a, a marriage book and you've written some children's books but now you've been writing romantic suspense novels so I'm curious how you made that switch (laughs) yeah I love it so much um I think it was a little bit of curiosity okay so in my last um in my Christian teen fiction series the tears series the in the last one of that um I kind of introduced a bit of um, a suspenseful storyline in that which was different from the others but I just, the story just kind of took on, you know, a life of its own the way it, the way they do. And it ended up being pretty suspenseful. And I, I, w- I was like loving writing it. And at the time, um, as a reader, because as we know, as writers, we read, 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 read. Yes, we do. And, <laughs> and my go-to for like enjoyable reading was Christian romantic suspense, Colleen Coble, Dee Henderson, um, Terry Blackstock, all those great, yes. great writers who are still churning out the books. I love those as well. Oh, I just love them. And so I, I honestly, it was just like a, I wonder if I could do this for grownups. You know, I'd done the children, the teen kind of thing. And uh, we actually went on vacation uh, to Jamaica, a family um, vacation. And I saw a um, glass bottom boat just kind of bobbing out there. And I've got a bit of a fear of drowning. It's totally irrational. But um, I just, I I got fixated on this glass bottom boat. And um, my husband said, let's all go out on it on the last day. And I'm thinking, I'm a bit scared, but it might be good. And anyway, long story short, we didn't get to go on it. There was a massive storm. And so it just left me curious, this glass bottom boat. And just, I know it's a podcast, but you can see this. Yes. This, this, this is the novel that turned out from that little yeah. moment of, I wonder what would happen if something awful happened on a glass bottom boat. Right. And I came home and I just kind of started writing out all these just crazy ideas about it. And I'm like, I think I'm going to try to do a romantic suspense story with this, just like this thread of fear and and suspense that I've already kind of working on. And so that's kind of how it happened. Um, And yes, I've got, that's now a a series of three and now I've got a Christmas novella coming out in November in the same series. And uh, yeah, I've I've got an agent with another series who's who's trying to place that as well in the same genre. So I feel like this is my genre. Okay. <laughs> I'm loving it. I can tell you light up whenever you talk about it. It's, it's very it's passionate. So fun. It's so fun. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So um, I happened, well, I didn't happen. I obviously went to your website and I was looking at your things and your trailer for your book. Oh, it is so suspenseful. And oh, I was wondering, oh, I was like, oh, I've got to read this book now. <laughs> well, that's the idea. Excellent. It is the idea. And so that's why I was wanting to ask you now, had you done trailers for the other books or is this something new? And have you noticed any difference in sales from that? Um, yeah, I actually did one for each of these uh, mm-hmm. Christian suspense ones. Um, and um, to be honest, I'm not sure sales-wise how much difference it makes, um, just because I've done it for, for each of them. Uh, but I'm a, I'm a very visual creature myself. Like I have Pinterest boards with all my books and that's just, I, I love to be able to visualize stuff. And I think we just live in a world now where it's just everything's video, right? So I think it just made sense for me to um, try and put a, a, 
a trailer together. And so, I mean, it's, it's very, very doable for any author who um, wants to do, do it themselves. Uh, I think, I think I use Lumex. It's at the end of the video. I think it's Lumex, but there's lots of different, um, you know, ways of doing it, but it's, it's not too hard and you can really put your own personal spin on mm -hmm. it. And clearly mine worked because. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. you made that yourself. Thinking. Yeah, yeah, oh, fantastic. It's very, very doable, very doable. Um, and so, and I think it's just, it's yet another tool, right, of, of marketing. Um, and yes. it will get people's attention, hopefully, and give them just that little taster of what's to come in the book. Yes, it does. <laughs> oh, well, I know that we are coming to a close with our time wise. So I was wondering if you had one last tip or anything that you'd like to share with our listeners. Oh, gosh, well, I could be on for another half an hour with, with all my tips and whatnot. Um, I, th I think, yeah, definitely one of one of the big ones that um, I, I encourage writers is, is not to put yourself in a box, because clearly um, I, I didn't. If I had gone in thinking picture book only, I still have a dream. That, that dream is still very much alive. I still have manuscripts out there. <laughs> But if I'd stuck with that, if I'd been really tunnel vision and just been like, no, it's this or nothing, I would look what I would have missed out on. It, it, it just I, I didn't expect my journey to look like this. So I think being open to taking chances and doing something different and going outside your comfort zone, trying different genres, all these things. So not boxing yourself into what you think this is going to be my writing life. This is going to be what I do. Um, I think it's exciting as well. You never, oh. you never know what's around the corner. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful advice for sure. And so I know that many of our listeners are going to want to know exactly where to find you. And so if you want to repeat your website address and then let us know where on social um, you, we can find you. Oh, sure. Yes, that would be great. My website again is laurathomasauthor.com. Um, I've got everything there. I've got my, my writing coaching, my books, my blog, all the things. And also I have a monthly newsletter and you can sign up there for it. And every month I do a book giveaway and I have a yummy recipe and book recommendations and all the things. Um, and also you can be kept up to date with all my book, my latest books and what's going on um, there. So sign up for my newsletter. I'd love that. And then I'm everywhere. All my, my social links are on my website, but Instagram is probably my favorite, um, Laura C. Thomas. So yeah, come, come find me there. Um, and I'd love to, if anybody comes onto my website, I have a contact page and just come say hi. I always reply. So any questions, comments, I'm more than welcome to chat with anybody. <laughs> oh, wonderful. There you have it, listeners. Be sure to visit Laura whether on social or at her website. And um, thank you so much, Laura, for joining us today. It has been such a pleasure getting to speak with you and learn more about your writing journey. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Daylene. It's been great. Today's industry news. First, the bad news. If you're publishing eBooks through Amazon's KDP program, you may end up losing money rather than earning it, according to a recent NPR article. It's all due to Amazon's current seven-day return policy. Yes, that's right. A consumer can purchase an ebook, potentially read it, and return it within seven days and get a full refund. Now, how that affects you is that whenever they purchase that ebook, it generated sales in your 
dashboard, right? That purchase amount, your royalty from that purchase amount was put into your bank account. So when they return that book, then Amazon deducts that amount from your future royalty payouts. Now, Amazon is the only online bookstore to offer a carte blanche return policy like this. And ebooks, interestingly, are the only digital product they allow customers to return. Compounding this problem are online videos teaching readers how to read for free by abusing this return policy. To learn more about this controversial policy and the petition that's opposing it, visit the link in the show notes to go to NPR's article titled Amazon's ebook return policy comes under criticism from authors. All right, enough of the bad news. Now the good news. There's a new Christian literary agency in town. Many of you may be familiar with author Mary DeMuth, who has penned more than 40 books in her career and is an experienced literary agent. So she has recently launched her own agency. She anticipates signing on 30 titles this first year of being in business, and she's specifically looking for nonfiction books that are, quote, Christian living titles that grow people and the global church coming from a biblical worldview. She is also pursuing gift design and art-based books in addition to books by theologically astute leaders, end quote. You can learn more by visiting marydemuthliterary.com. Again, the link will be in the show notes. Listener opportunities. I love to connect with and help my fellow writers. So I encourage you to join me at the Inkwell each Wednesday for an hour-long free writing session. It's virtual, so no travel required. Simply sign up using the form in the sidebar of today's show notes at inkandimpact.com. Are you an aspiring author? Be sure to also download my free 10-step author blueprint. The link for that is at the bottom of today's show notes at inkandimpact.com. Have a suggestion for this podcast? Want to book a coaching call with me? Send me an email to info at inkandimpact.com and I will be sure to respond. Finally, tune in next week when I speak with Alicia Greer about finding time to write, the pros and cons of hybrid publishers, and using YouTube to build your author platform. You don't want to miss it. So visit inkandimpact.com to subscribe and be notified when it airs. That's it for today, fellow pen pusher. Remember, don't just write a book. Make an impact. Make an impact.